Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. The Cashin' Out Podcast is back, baby. Oh, we had a couple vacations in there. I went to Florida. Anthony, you went to Chicago. Uh, Moneyline Mark just travels all over the country, so who, who the heck knows where he's been over the last two weeks. But we are back, and uh, we have been betting during that time. Of course, we had the U.S. Open uh, that happened this last weekend. Uh, we've uh, obviously got the NBA Finals, the NHL Finals. So let's talk about, uh, I guess, some big wins. Any any good wins for you guys? Golf, NHL, NBA, baseball. What do you got over the last couple of weeks, Anthony? What do you got? Uh, well, listen, I I certainly did not have Fitzpatrick at the Open, and that's a shame. That's a shame. I, I probably should have jumped in there. I think he was. Do you guys remember what he was going into Sunday? Oh, going into Sunday, I think he was like three to one. Three to one. Yeah. 22 to one before the event, maybe. Yeah, 22 to 25. Yeah, probably a guy I should have been on. Um, you know, I was on Zalatoris. I was on Morikawa. I was on Rory. All those. Close, but no cigar. Um, you know, and I, I listen, I've liked the Avs since the very beginning. They were my pick to win the NHL win the Stanley Cup. So I'm in on that. The so why'd you let them get to me in the draft? Great. <laughs> and when, did, when were we picking? You were probably picking before me. I was. No, that, no, no, no. It was NBA and NHL. It was an NBA and NHL draft. Top three picks went Suns to Mark, Bucks to you, okay. Avs to me. And then I took the Nets at four. Yeah. I, you know, what's a good question. You asked the right question. Maybe hockey's just a little more nuanced to me. And I just thought... Um, I was going to ride the Bucks. Didn't know Middleton was going to get hurt, or maybe they get. Listen, they took Boston to the end, and Middleton was injured. So I felt pretty good having the best player in the world in Giannis, um, but still riding certainly the uh, the Avalanche. All right, Mark. I know, I know that you've been successful in the NBA. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I, you know, going back about almost a month now, just probably after the second round of the NBA playoffs. And then as hockey began, I've just been every day just firing in on like two or three things such as points, rebounds, assists, total for, you know, I'll pick a certain player um, for that. And then overs and unders. And from an NBA perspective, I just crushed it with Tatum, uh, Brown, Giannis, Luca. Um, I did some bets on uh, three pointers made with Steph Curry and, uh, Clay Thompson that panned out and even uh, another one with Brown. So I've just been killing it on those. I mean, I had a, I think it was 14 out of 15 days in a row. I won one of two, two or three bets per day. Like I was just on fire. And then um, once NBA or NHL playoffs started kind of did the same thing, but I would select either goals scored or uh, points. And I, I just killed it with McDavid, Kucherov, McKinnon, um, and then I've also been betting on uh, overs, unders for NHL playoffs, oh. typically o- overs, and just been slaying it with those two. That is amazing. I mean, to, to take the over, you know, one team wins 7 nothing, and you still get the over. Yeah. Um, they've all gone over, correct? All three yes. are over. Yes. So yep. th- it's been incredible. And, and the odd part about that is 
you you might expect that because of the Colorado and the way they play, and both these teams are real high-powered offensively. But really, when you have Vasilevsky for Tampa, you just don't expect these things to be going over, and they have, and good for you. I think that's that's incredible. There's probably a couple of baseballs in there for me, but nothing too uh, big to mention. Um, I do like the Braves tonight with Strider. I think he's been incredible. Columbus-born pitcher. Um, Spencer Strider is going to go against the, the Giants tonight. And the other thing is, you know, Joe Ryan against the Guardians tonight. The Twins are playing the Guardians. I like Joe Ryan. Um, Savali's coming back. I think he'll be on a pitch count. Um, I would So I would probably bet both the Twins. I'll probably parlay the Twins and the Braves tonight. Okay. I like a little baseball betting. Uh, I, you know what? That's a sport that I've actually stayed away from betting. I, I've never gotten into uh, the day-to-day baseball bets, uh, maybe a little bit come playoff time. And I remember doing a couple futures bets like a couple years ago, uh, taking World Series champs. But I, I have kind of stayed away from the day-to-day uh, baseball. Something's got to get you through the week, Scotty. I, I know, but it's been golf. It's been golf. That's <laughs> what I, I focus on Thursday through Sunday is golf. I know. Then I need a little breather uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, in fact, I will tell you, uh, Mark and I placed a nice big wager, a together wager, uh, which, you know, always mm-hmm. those come through. Uh, but it, it's a already looking at the open championship. We took a guy at 64 to one. And uh, this was a bet that I, it was Saturday night. And I'm looking through the odds and I'm like, holy cow. I think there's amazing value on this guy going into the open championship. It is Sam Burns. We got at 64 to one going into the open championship. He's been in it uh, in all of these big tournaments. He's won three times this year. And I just thought 64 to one was crazy, which I'm glad we took it Mark, because now it's all the way down to 37 to one, a correction, uh, definitely a mistake, but we're going to hopefully take advantage of that mistake. Yeah. We'll and see it. Go ahead. For it too. You're going. Yeah, I'll be there live, and I'm oh. gonna get a. Uh, I've been looking all day for a, a Simpsons Mr. Burns shirt. I'm gonna try to wear it. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to St. Andrews. Wow, that's awesome. I um, I'm definitely jealous. That is amazing. Yeah, and he's been around. The only thing that that could be interesting, his name has been thrown around in rumors about live. Not that he wouldn't be able to play the Open Championship, just it might be a little more distracting for what happens if he if he leaves the tour. But we'll see. I mean, Hovland's name's been thrown out there as well. And Morikawa, too. Morikawa said today he's not. Oh, okay, that's he's officially back, he's back he is on not. The record. Like he said, again, I'm telling you no. I'm, I'm staying on the PGA Kepka Tour. Kepka was also saying no. Kepka. And then <laughs> changed well, his yeah, mind. We knew last week that Kepka, when he was asked the question, was deflecting. I want to talk about the U.S. Open. You guys are putting a dark cloud on the Open and – Look what happens. A week later, he's gone. Yeah. Um, it's it's. We know what's happening. It's an obscene amount of money that no one really probably truly thought was going to exist in this amount. And so these guys probably could say no before they actually had to say no. And that's what's happening. And so if they can compete the majors, guys that have the exemptions like Kepka, guys that have won four majors, they think the best of the best. Now, a lot of guys played the tour to be tuned up and ready to win those majors. That's what they use the tour for, guys like that. Other guys use it for official world golf ranking points and be able to qualify. But, you know, Kepka's the kind of guy with four majors. He's got the same amount of majors as Rory McIlroy. You'd think if you put the over-under on his majors. And I remember when Rory won his fourth eight years ago, I put the over-under on him at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I remember not, that. Not that I took the over. I wound up taking the under based on betting on history. But – 
I think when he won his fourth at 25, I think a lot of people would have bet right now, oh, yeah, he'll get the double digits. He'll get to 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, I think a lot of people would have thought that way. And he's been, you know, right there so many times just hasn't been able to, he, he, he's a guy who's, it seems like every, every time he's in it, there's one round, one round that he just plays really poorly in and it, it keeps him from winning uh, these major titles, but it's, it's unbelievable. You and I did a draft at the uh, Memorial tournament when we did the Memorial mm-hmm. tournament special where we took, uh, we said over the next 10 years, who's going to win the most majors over the next 10 years. Neither one of us had Matthew Fitzpatrick, who of course won the next major, which was the U S open this last weekend. So uh, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. I want to get though now to some college football, because you have some over under totals kind of win totals, which are are fun to look at. Yeah, they are. And, you know, we'll start with Ohio state certainly. And I think most people believe that they will be playoff or bust for sure. Like that they cannot miss the playoff this year that would be almost buying into the fact that they'd be losing to Michigan again which no one would think that would happen and and they're just they're a hangry team man they they know they've got a lot to take out from last year and so when I see their win total at 10 and a half I think they opened at 11 in 2021 and certainly that that went under um how do you guys feel about 10 and a half well, over all day. Yeah, I mean, I, my initial feeling is is definitely over, right? I would need to know what the juice is on yeah, that. I don't have the juice uh, for you. We could probably try to find that out, and I think that is important Yeah, because if there isn't enough value there, but, yeah, it doesn't even make sense. I always feel like if you can get them with a, with a, with a loss, that's fine. You, you know, it's very tough to run the table. But, you know, you start thinking about to lose that bet, They'd have to lose two games in the regular season. And what games would those be? You'd have to say that they either get bitten where they shouldn't, which is like maybe at Michigan State or um, I at guess Penn you could State. say at Penn State or a maybe a massive trap game of some kind. You know, could the Badgers come in here and upset them? You wouldn't think so. But, you know, and Notre Dame, no one expects Notre Dame to come in here at night on opening night and beat them. Strange things could happen, but – for Ohio State to have two losses in the regular season, um, you almost feel like outside of injuries, which we cannot predict, that we would bet Ohio State all day over. Absolutely. I think 100% over. I'm surprised that that number is not uh, 11 and a half. Now, looking at the national championship odds, well, Ohio State are, yeah. is, is plus 450 to win the whole thing. And and remember, when you're saying this 10 and a half, that does not include uh, the Big Ten championship game. No. Um, it is just the 12 regular season games. And, okay, let's play it this way. 11 and a half would be tough, though, because then you to get the over, you got to bet them to go undefeated. Now, if there was great value on that, if Ohio State was like, let's say they were 11 and a half and the over was plus, I don't know, make up a figure, you know, if you could, you might say, you know what? I'll take a chance that they don't lose a game this year. It's just, it's so hard. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking at the schedule here though. I'm looking at Ohio State. So, by the way, Alabama is also 10 and a half and they are 10 and a half minus 250. And I'm pulling up the exact uh, uh, juice on Ohio mm-hmm. State. That way we know uh, exactly yeah. what we're doing here. Um, and it looks like uh, Ohio State is 10 and a half minus 200. So, 
you know, you're putting down 200 to win a hundred on your over 10 and a half. So that's, that's, a that's, a, that changes things a little bit. I think it does, but you get a free loss. You I get mean, one you, loss, you get yeah. one loss in there. And if you can navigate your way and, and get all the way, you know, at least to the Penn state game, you'd feel very confident that you'd win that bet. Um, you know, I'm big on Ohio State competing for a national title this year. What what are they still now to win at all? Plus four fifty. Yeah, They're plus. third in the in the rankings there. All right, let's let's dive into mm-hmm. the schedule and and you guys. I want to get a percentage chance on Ohio State winning the this individual game when I when I bring it up to you guys. Uh, Notre Dame percentage chance Ohio State wins that game to you guys. Just right off the top of the head, what do you think? Eighty five for me. Yeah, I was going to say eighty, just knee jerk reaction. Yeah, I, I feel I feel some okay. I feel in that territory too. About eighty percent. They're uh, thirteen. They're now, by the way, in some places they're now it's crossed over now. They are at fourteen and a half. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Arkansas State, Toledo. We don't even need to do those. Uh, yep. Wisconsin, ninety nine point nine. Yeah. Wisconsin at home. That's probably in the. I'm I'm right in that same amount. I guess I, I feel like I'm almost looking at Notre Dame and Wisconsin in the same mold. And I almost think like Wisconsin might even have a better chance. But uh, I'll say I'll say there's 75 minimum yeah. for Ohio State. 75 would jump out to me. I'm, I feel the same way. I'll probably drop a little bit. I'll, I'll go down to 80. Okay. 85 to 80. I don't think we need to do Rutgers. That's, that's a given. Um, at Michigan State potential trap the only reason that that i that i pointed that game out is that that's their first road game Mm -hmm. and not that that you know they're good enough to go anywhere but i feel like if things go really well and they blow out notre dame and they and they win then they'll win those other ones convincingly then all of a sudden you feel like they'd be rolling into east lansing just so high that you wonder whether or not that could get a little dicey. And I do think that Michigan state is probably going to be now they, they lose Kenny Walker and they lose what a lot of dudes. I think they lost most of that, that defense that in the past defense was absolutely atrocious. So maybe that's a good thing. Addition by sub, uh, sub, subtraction, but um, you know, it's interesting. They, they had such a big turnaround and I would probably put that at maybe 35%. So 65% yes. chance Ohio State wins. Yes. Okay, Mark? Uh, I'd say like 75. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is first road game. I think that they're a tough team, but, you know, I, I'm not too worried. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah. feeling too. I know it is the first road game. How weird is it that the first road game is October 8th? Yeah. So you get five home games in a row. But I think at that point, middle of the season, I'd be surprised if Ohio State loses that. Uh, Iowa? Uh, that one's at home. I think that one's probably in the 60 to 70 range. Uh, and then d- would you guys agree with that? 60, 70, that's a home game against Iowa. Well, listen, I, I think they've got a much better chance of beating Iowa than they do beating Michigan state on the road. I think Michigan state's just going to be a better team. And see, I think Iowa's defense gives them a, a chance against Ohio state. Whereas I don't know that, uh, that, Michigan State okay. has enough. That's just my opinion. I think Iowa's defense is going to be really good this year. Yeah, I would still. I'd, I'd have that, and that game's here, right? Yes, it is yeah. here. It's to me. I'm in, still in that sixty-five to seventy percent mode. Yeah. 
Um, at Penn State, that's, you know, probably a 65-75, right? And it's not the whiteout game either. Right, right. It is not going to be the night game at Penn State. It'll be probably an afternoon, a, a noon kickoff most likely. Yeah, and that, that, that game to me, you know, you're still going on the road. You're still going to play a really, you know, a good team. Um, Ohio State, the longer we go in the season, the longer they stay undefeated, and obviously the three of us have them undefeated to this point, then it becomes you're carrying that little bit of pressure on. But, I mean, Penn State's going to be a top-20 team to start the year. They're going to be at home. And that, to me, there's there's a chance there. So I would probably say somewhere in the vicinity of Ohio State, still around 65%, 70%. Yeah, and I, and I don't think, you know, looking at these next three, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, I don't think we even need to do those. I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I agree with you, but we had somebody on our show, I can't remember, a couple of weeks ago, when I asked what, what game concerns you the most for Ohio State – they thought coming out of Happy Valley and going to Northwestern that that's the trap game if there was one. I don't think there's yeah. enough talent there for it to be a trap. And I've always said this, unless Ohio State's losing by 40 at halftime, they'll wake up and they'll win a game. Yeah. Like it's So, you know, the feeling here is that I would put Northwestern, I agree, way down. That's You don't want to go into that with the mindset of we roll in and win the game, but there's just too much talent there. So I agree with you that that shouldn't be a trap game. The trap game that probably exists, and I know we're skipping one there in IU, but it's here, is that game in Maryland the week before Ohio's, the week before Michigan. You know, you just, yes. those are the ones that, that's the one. Let's say Ohio State's 10-0 and 0 going to Maryland. You wouldn't think, but that's, you know, a lot of people have been touting that Maryland might give some people some serious trouble this year. Well, let's look at it this way. So Northwestern's over under win total this year is four and a half. Yeah, I just don't see Ohio I, State. Yeah. I, I don't see that one. Now, if you look at Maryland, Maryland's five and a half. So it's still, you know, they're still projected to be a 500 at best football team. So I, you, I just don't see how uh, a team with Ohio State's talent, even though it, that one's at Maryland, I just don't. I don't see it. That's why I kind of overlooked all three of those. Yeah, no, I think that people just go back into their memory banks and say, well, I didn't think they'd lose to Purdue. I didn't think they'd lose to Iowa. Like, true. Like, that's the only reason. But those are those are a little more branded names than Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, you've got at the end Michigan at home. What's your guys' percentage on that one? I mean – I, I don't know how in the world. You add the fact that Ohio State's better. You add the fact they're at home. You add the fact that everything will be on the line. You add the fact they lost to them last year. Like, uh, something crazy would have to happen for them to lose that game. And I'm not trying to say that it's a, it's Michigan-Ohio State, you know, throw out the records and all that. But for this game, you don't throw out the records. You actually factor in the loss from last year. And so I'm – I would be blown away if you had a run the way we've had here and somehow back-to-back they would lose to them and it would be here and maybe they would be undefeated when they did. Come on. Like, I'm at I'm at 75% in yeah. my mind. I'll leave 25% right now today. But, I mean, honest to God, that's the game they're going to play with their lives on the line. Yeah. Mark, where are you percentage-wise? I agree. In fact, I don't have any of the games mentioned so far under 70%. I mean, 
Yeah, uh, and, and that's probably accurate. Yeah. I, I probably was giving it playing it too conservatively. I agree. So that that ten and a half number, maybe the cashing out crew here mm-hmm. gets together. Yeah, does a nice big bet minus two hundred. So we're only winning half of what we put in. It's okay, but uh, we feel pretty good at going into the season with that. Is there any other numbers that you wanted to throw out there uh, over under totals? Uh, let me see if I can find a couple that that might be. Who are you interested in? Maybe I'll. Uh... I'll give you. So you already. I think Michigan is interesting. You already named Bama. Um, Let me get to Michigan here. Michigan's at nine and a half. Wow. I don't think they've got a tough non-conference schedule. If I remember off the top of my head, I thought it was pretty weak. Let me see if I can find them because they lose all those dudes on offense. They lose both coordinators, right? Because of Harbaugh, you know, playing that game with the Vikings and you know, the quarterback battle between McNamara and McCarthy never really happened this spring. And McCarthy didn't, you know, he his shoulder was bad. So there was never really any battle there. Um, let me pull up their schedule. I do think they'll be a top 15 team this year, you know, preseason. But they have nothing, you're right, nothing in the non-conference. Their first Big Ten game is home against Maryland. They do have to go to Iowa. They'll get Penn State at home. Their schedule is very manageable. They get Michigan State at home. Honestly, they get Michigan State and Penn State at home. Their toughest one on paper right now is certainly Ohio State. But outside of that, it's probably maybe at Iowa. So you know what? Nine and a half may be doable in the fact that their schedule says they should be fine. Yeah. Um, you know what? Give them two losses. Let's say even if you gave them one of the – you gave them Ohio State and you gave them Iowa. But then they'd have to protect home field. Where would you guys stand on them? right now forgetting about the juice now that i've given you their schedule nine nothing, and a half nothing in the non-conference maryland at home at iowa at ohio state penn state michigan state both at home i feel like I take the over i feel like we should take the over on them I'm they're leaning ri- over as they're well. riding a high off last year they know they still have a lot to prove to consolidate and i'd probably lean on that it doesn't mean they couldn't lose somewhere along the way where you don't predict it but Man, the after Penn State and Michigan State, like even if they lost one of those, which let's say they do, they'll lose Penn State or they'll lose Michigan State, one of those in Ann Arbor, and they're going to lose to Ohio State. So there's your two. Then that Iowa, that Iowa road game you, scares you're, me. You're worried about Iowa, and you may worry. Mar- Maryland maybe a Mar- little bit? Maryland's that one's at Maryland, right? Home. No, it's in oh. Ann Arbor. It's at home, too. Yeah. I think you'd you reluctantly play the over there. Yes. Not something that you'd need to bet, but I think you'd you'd like to play that. The only other team I want to yeah. ask you about is USC. Because to me, USC is the wild card mm-hmm. going into this season. Uh we know Caleb Williams. We know Lincoln Riley. Uh the talent now, Jordan Addison yep. transferred in there. That's a team that I think is a, a dark horse. Um not only do they, I think they have a chance to win a lot of games. I think they have a chance to make the playoff based on their schedule and what they have coming in. Nine and a half. Whoa. See, I like that over. Now, I haven't pulled up their schedule in a, in a little while, but I remember that they had a awful non-conference schedule and the Pac-12 is not good. I don't think they play Oregon, if I remember correctly. So pull that up for you, big guy, and see. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking right now. I, they don't. Yeah, yeah. See, Notre that's Dame's their toughest opponent. Yeah, yeah nine and at, a half at, at Utah. I think is okay. Is not easy. Yeah, 
And so, and then Notre Dame's at home, and then they go to UCLA. Okay, so I I still like the over. They can lose two and still mm-hmm. and still be over. Not, so. only, not only that, like Notre Dame's the last game of the year, UCLA's the second to last game of the year. Utah's in October. If if you got to the point where they are undefeated going into that Utah game, you could try to hedge your over a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to take their opponent with the points or something and just see Notre Dame at home or there home. Yeah. See, I, I love the yeah. over. I love the nine and a half over. All right. So maybe there you go. We got, we got a few to play. All right. All right. So those are some college yep. football over unders. Uh, we'll be back. We're going to do uh, a couple more podcasts within the next week. We got a lot to cover since we've been on vacation, but that is the cashing out podcast for this week with Anthony Rothman, Moneyline Mark. I'm Scotty Vegas. Let's win some bets. Mm-hmm.